feeling shaky after maternity, or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. Hello, it's Jessica Chivers, coaching psychologist, author of Mother's Work and host of Comeback Coach. Now, we're having a little break between seasons three and four. And if you listen to episode 42, you'll find out why. Now, the Talent Keeper Specialists, which is the business behind the Comeback Community Employee Experience, of which this podcast is a part, turned 10 in September 2022. And to mark the occasion, we had a party for clients, for coaches, for podcast guests and other friends of the work that we're doing. And we held a panel, a Q&A with six bright minds that we have coached over the last 10 years. And I decided it would be rather nice to share snippets of this panel with you. So that's what this episode is all about. Now, you're going to hear from Daisy Allington, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Cognitant. Justine Anderson, who is the Chief Operating Officer for the EMEA region at BlackRock. Debbie Diel, who is the Global Human Resources Director at GAM Investments. Dr. Melinda Rees, Chief Commercial Officer of Psyomics. Jane Stiller, Chief Marketing Officer at ITV. And Selena Tyler, UK Head of Wholesale at Lombard Odia Investment Managers. I hope you like it. This little snippet contains two questions. The first comes from Lucy Burroughs, a barrister's clerk from Three Verulam Buildings, who asked, what advice does the panel have for the most effective ways of building trust within a team? My clinical background is that I'm a clinical psychologist, so we have to build trust with patients all the time. So it's exactly the same skill set. There's a really short answer for you. <laughs> no, so it's about turning up consistently, reliably with boundaries. It's about containment of other people. It's about leadership. You are the leader in the relationship, at least for with patients for a specific period of time. It's about allowing stuff. So nothing's not allowed. I mean, some things are not allowed, but most things are allowed. Keeping people's confident, confidence uh, and keeping things confidential when you're expected to. And actually, I failed at that, not with patients, but with a team member, and I regret that. What else could I tell you that might be helpful? Uh, honesty, actually, being yourself. As a clinical psychologist, I was taught to turn up as a tabula rasa, a blank slate every day, look the same, don't have a personality. I think it's rubbish. So turn up and have a personality, but it's not about you. It's about the team. So it's about leveraging everybody else's skills. Thank you, Melinda. Daisy? I would agree with all of that. Um, And I would add being present every day with your team um, and really listening to them and spending time with them because it's so easy to just make assumptions that, of course, that person wants to progress through the ranks and wants the next job. Actually, they don't. And you need to spend time with every individual, but be present with them and listen every day. Thank you. And Justine? I I completely agree with those. Maybe Daisy, on your last point, I think that point about listening and really understanding the individuals around you. But if you go into a team sport, 
you operate well as a team because you can anticipate each other's moves because you know each other so well. And that's what you need in a team in any environment. And you can only do that by getting to know the individual. And that's getting to know them, but also allowing other people to get to know you and being authentic, being vulnerable, being open, sharing. I'll share many stories about my own personal <laughs> life <laughs> later. But I think that's super important because that builds that sort of desire to hold hands and jump into something together. Thank you. And Debbie, your thought on trust in teams? Yeah, I've worked for a few managers where I felt they've asked me, oh, yeah, you know, tell me about yourself. And they've wanted to know that. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, and how was your weekend? Yeah, fine. So oh. make it two way. Otherwise, it's not authentic and it won't work. And understand, I quite often am asking you, why, what, it's that old adage, why do people leave? Do people join companies and then leave managers? Yes, 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 I think they do. And why do they stay? Because they know that you as a manager have got their back and that you roughly know their aspirations and are going to actually show up and support those. So then reverse that for you. You know, I'm going to stay working for you because I think you've got my back and you're going to be supported. And of course, Melinda can say that with a fairly high level of certainty because she is, of course, a clinical psychologist. Well, I hope you enjoyed the panel's responses to Olivia's question and to Lucy's question. And if you've got any questions about onward career development or returning to work or preparing for leave, please feel free anytime to drop me an email, jc at talentkeepers.co.uk or find us on Instagram using the handle at comebackcomuk. I love hearing from you. I love answering your questions and I'll do my very best to send you a voice memo back with some pointers or soothing words if you do send me a question. Until next time, stay bright. <laughs>